there. Hi there. I'm Carly. I'm Jessica. And this is Modern Midwestern Moms. Welcome. Welcome. This is the second episode. Jessica, do you want to know how many listeners we accumulated on our first episode? <laughs> Tell me. Put it. Put it lay it on me. <laughs> um, we had seven listeners. Seven. Seven. So... I mean, I knew the rise to the top would be fast, but I never knew it would be this fast. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We love all seven of you. Yes, all seven of you. We And your friends and family listening around. Yeah, so, yeah, <sighs> that's so true. I bet all of those seven listeners, there's probably a listening with at least five people, so it's yeah. probably realistically 35. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hi, 35 people. <laughs> um, I have a couple of bones to pick. What are they? Okay, our title for our show, it's kind of like two truths and a lie for us. Modern, which we're not. Midwestern, I guess we are. Yeah, we are. And moms, which we are. So I guess it's more like... One. Oh, wait, no, that is two truths, two truths and a lie. Two truths and a lie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because... Well, if we, if we weren't modern, no one would listen to us. We're the least modern people in the world. Like it's we weird are, it's only half so half not. I would describe us as modern day Amish. Like our main living room television is a twenty eight inch gifted gifted to, us, to because us because they took a, pity on us. Yeah, because our relatives took pity on us because we literally did not have a TV at one point, and then they broke down and bought us this twenty eight inch flat screen. TV, which we still have and is still our main TV. The best and part the is... the only TV in our house. And it's functional. nights where we're feeling very spontaneous, we pull it super close to the couch. <laughs> and it's like you're at the movie theater. Yeah, because the screen is close to your face. It's kind of like having a big screen. Um, also, we both function on iPhone SEs that are basically iPhone 5s that are both, what, four years old? Because we got those... Right before or right after we got married? Yeah. Literally right after September of 2016. Yeah. And we got married in August. So, yeah. That'll be going on four years. But iPhone has dropped a new SE. So, as soon as we're out of uh, quarantine, I'm going to be looking into that. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, iPhone. Thank you, Apple technology. We love you. (laughs) (laughs) We love you. We love your SE. Sponsor us. (laughs) We love the SE specifically because it's the only Apple product we can afford. So that's not yeah. nice. Yeah. Last, we're pretty excited about it. Last week we were at the kitchen table. This week we are on the floor in our office. We're trying out new things. We're trying new things over here. Notice we're on the floor. <laughs> I want I want new like I I really want to get some cute chase lounges or something. But I guess it's going to be like a like a spare bedroom in here instead. Yeah. It's already my actual office for work. Right. Like, I actually work in here. Yes. So this feels pretty businessy. Yeah, it feels like we could run an empire from I've here. I've told Carly that we should just get, like, a table and chairs. Because I love, like, doing, like, puzzles and... I just, mean, not that often because I don't have a table to do it you on. You would put a table and chairs in every room of our house. <laughs> I just... I love... The environment. And, like, think about whenever the babes get bigger. You would put a table and chairs in our bedroom if I would let you. Yeah. Like, literally, my house would just be 
a ha- like an empty Seven house with cards of tables and chairs. <laughs> tables and chairs. <laughs> oh no. Oh my god. I hate that I'm so excited about the prospect. Like if it's in your mind, maybe you're considering it. What are you talking about? Oh, the table and chairs. Yeah. I'm, let me be fully clear. I I guess I like, I want a table and chairs with like armchairs. Let me be abundantly clear. I'm not considering it. I'm not considering any more table and chairs. But no matter what, like I'll get a dining room set and like a patio table. You you have a dining room set. I know, but I'm I'm just saying you can't take that away from me. Yes, no one can take your table and chairs from you. Yeah. And I do agree that we should put a table and chairs outside so I we can eat outside i'm so excited for when our kids can like eat with us which i'm sure like anyone that's a parent a bunch of kids are, is like laughing at me right now but i'm so excited like let me feel hopeful by myself <laughs> like for the day that we yeah. can all just sit down at the table and have a meal together just so nice i mean i don't think it's gonna be nice and you're not like trying to feed anyone else nobody else is yeah. eating off of your plate and you can like hear about their day that's yeah separate from yours yeah you're not wasn't. you're not worried about like if the strawberries are in the correct size chunks <laughs> yeah. to prevent yeah. choking. Today or... we cut heat strawberries in literally six different like <laughs> texture sizes. We did. We it turned out that out. the medium small chunks was the favored option. Yeah, he did. He liked the honker though. Like just the big <laughs> fat strawberry. He was like gnawing on it. It was so cute. For re- yeah, for reference, the big honker is just giving him a regular strawberry <laughs> to gnaw on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's pretty great. That is Speaking great. of like just letting people have their moment. So <laughs> I think about this sometimes. Like I, I think about... You know how, like, you have your first with your kid, but, like, you think about it and you're like, ah, this is probably really not the first time they did it. But it's like, that's my first. So, like, I'm going to call it their first. Right, yeah. It makes me think back to the hospital after, like, after, like, labor and everything like that and we were just chilling with him. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like, he took it, like, he, this is his first poop. And then one of the nurses was like, he pooped an hour ago. And I just wanted to be like... No, this is his first poop. Like, the one I saw is his first poop. Yeah. I was thinking about that because the other day I took a picture of... Well, I didn't take a picture of it. Oh okay. my god, now it sounds like I took a picture of it. But it was Heath's first selfie. And he truly, Carly, attested to the fact no, that it, it was is his true. It true. was his first selfie, yes. But then I was like, he very well probably could have already had a first selfie with somebody else. Like... Yeah. Like... No, I think I think like she as a parent you have to like go with sure, that. But cuz I I honestly have not spent any time being sad or feeling weird about that. Like I understand Oh, me neither. Totally. Like I don't feel sad about it, but I'm just saying like let's let everybody have their moment. Like if somebody says that this is like the first with their kid, don't don't be like that lady that said no. Yeah. Let them just or oh, if I think that I'm thinking of this because of that show we watch. What show? The show the really good one. Sister Wives? It's, no, <laughs> no. No. Don't tell them I watch Sister Wives. Oh, that's a secret. That's no, what show are you talking about? Um, this Is Us. Oh, yeah. In the avocado part. I have no idea what you're car, talking about. Car, car, come on. <laughs> the <laughs> avocado part where he, he eats it. Oh, yes. And she's like, oh, like, he was supposed to be here for the first time he had a bite. And I was like, just, just lie about it. Yeah. Everything will be fine. Everything will be lie. fine if you just lie. That's our household motto. And actually, 
is from fertility. Yes, it is from fertility. So we, the cycle that we actually got pregnant with Heath, we did lie. It was because, um, so backstory, when you're having an IUI, the schedule is very tight. Like you email the coordinator the millisecond your period starts and then you have to have um an ultrasound and what was it was it like two or three days yeah it was insane like literally you have to have an ultrasound in two or three days and then they dose your medication based Mm -hmm. on that ultrasound And some of the medication like depending on the medicine you have like you have to like be home to like sign for it like some of this medicine is like refrigerated it comes with like needles and stuff yes and it all ships from chicago Mm -hmm. in our case yeah. in our case yeah which is the nearest city yep and based on where you get it from you get like price quotes through your insurance so they give you like separate because some stuff comes from like walgreens right and then some stuff comes from like weird small like family owned i feel like right because they're the only place that stock it yeah. yeah, so that's strange. Yeah, so you get your medicine based on what your ultrasound looks like, and then you have to come back again at, like, a very specific interval. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember I was upset because I started my period on a Sunday, and I worked on Tuesday. And I, yeah. as a nurse, I work 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., do not have a job where I can just like buzz out for a quick doctor's appointment. And Car was so sad. She was like, she was so depressed about it. And I mean, I'm sure like her hormones were already <laughs> all messed up from like the medicine. Oh my and gosh, stuff. I was like crying and about I was starting like, my period. And I came out of my office like after thinking about it for a while. Like I was like, oh, like yeah, this does suck. Like I want to cry too. But then I was like, Carly, I thought of it. We'll just lie. Yeah, she'll be like, Carly, everything will be fine if you just lie. Just. Just email her tomorrow instead. Tell her your period started, like, a day later than it really did. Because, I mean, like, it's our money that we're spending on sperm. Like, I'm in retrospect, how funny of us, just because that's that's crazy to do. Like, why did we do that, you know? But I think we were just so... That was the one that worked. That was was the one that took, yeah. Yeah, we were so desperate by that And I remember, I think she knew I was lying, too, because I went in for that first scan, and... She, she, cause I went in for the first scan on Wednesday, which would have been four oh, days because out. Because this was the cycle that was after the one where we were like, if it worked, it was like something absurd, like really high percentage that we were going to have like triplets or more. Yes. On the last. Like it looked good. Like there were eggs in there. Yes. But, but... it didn't take that cycle. So this was the next cycle. No, after no. That. They had to cancel it. Oh, the one in you're between. Right. So the one they like burst or whatever. And so we couldn't do it. And then there was another one and there there were too many viable eggs. Yes, Remember? there were too many and, viable eggs. They and were we were like, can't we just sign a waiver? Like yeah. we were so desperate. Like we were going to end up with a TLC show. Right. But uh, now there is that other TLC yeah. show, Out so, Daughtered. And they would have totally, they already had that show going. They weren't going to sign on another show about quintuplets. Yeah. And we <laughs> so, were like fully ready to sign like any form. But then they were like, that's unethical. Yeah. They wouldn't, they said they wouldn't do it ethically. But anyway, so... We lied, and she she knew we lied because she said on that initial scan she was like, "Your eggs look really big for this only being 
two days out and I was like well I don't know what to tell you (laughs) (laughs) and like let's just say like we were so desperate but like we are also a disaster at the same time like Carly tell them about the tell them about the day I have so many stories to tell you guys but let's just go ahead and let's just go ahead and do this one and I'll come back to the other are you talking about the day I got inseminated with Heath yes and it's took okay so I was having a disaster of a day which is about 90% of my days are and I remember the gaslight came on on my way to this appointment and I remember in Peoria which was an hour away from where we live and I remember thinking as I shut off the car to go into my appointment which I was already running late for um I remember thinking Carly do not forget you have got to stop for gas before you leave town because you know how it is. You get on the interstate and there's there's nowhere to stop basically. Because we're in the Midwest. One... <laughs> because we're in the Midwest, <laughs> it's an hour on the interstate before you hit something else sometimes. But anyway, so um, I go into my appointment. I leave my appointment. I was so excited. I was just like hoping it would that stay. your lie was working. Yes, <laughs> I was excited that my lie worked out, and I still got to get my cycle on track and I got inseminated and I was so excited and so I was driving home and I remembered that I needed to stop for gas look everywhere I don't have my wallet and so I was like oh no and like I mean we're talking on e on empty and so I just was like, yeah, I'm just going to have to drive home. Which we what have else family that lives in Peoria. Yes, I, it literally <laughs> didn't occur to me until later that I could have just You could have asked, asked your grandparents literally for like anybody. <laughs> I know so many people in Peoria and I could have asked anybody and told them I was in a pickle, but I didn't. Whatever. And I it's didn't. common for Carly to like leave her wallet places. Yeah. Like she does it before she goes on lunch dates with people. Like I have to like text them after oh and be like, God. please pardon my wife. I never did find that wallet, RIP. <laughs> but yeah, so I ran out of gas on the way home from the appointment <laughs> that I got in seven days with Heath. And it took, which I think was because of the cold weather because it was November. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Heath is. If anyone was conceived that way, it is Heath. Yeah. He is so... He's so happy-go-lucky. Yeah, he never lets anything get him down. No. Like, the worst day turns into the best day for Heath. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. That's what I love about babies. They have no context for, like... They have no situational context. Yeah, he's just just cool all the time. Yeah. I love that. Fun fact about Jessica, she's a little spotty on her geography. I am not. I'm not that. Uh, maybe a little. Okay, so do you know what states make up the Midwest? The Midwest, I think, is made up of what? Illinois. I would say Indiana. Ohio? Is Ohio part of the Midwest? Yeah. Oh, easily. Michigan? Wisconsin? What about Minnesota? No. How about Nebraska? No. Missouri? No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Missouri is adjacent. I don't know. Like, who makes these rules? I, I don't like, know. Just a... Yeah. <laughs> Let us know where you live and if you consider yourself Midwestern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, seriously. You tell us. I, yeah, I don't know. I would have to look into that. So, 
looking back on our first episode. In honor of impending Mother's Day, we wanted <laughs> to... Yeah, it's next weekend. Yeah, that's true. That's it's just a funny word. It's coming up. It's on the horizon. Um, we wanted to talk about how we became a family, really. Not really became a family. I guess that's a good place to start. What constitutes a family? Because I would consider us having been a family long before we had Heath and long before we were even married. I think we became a family when we moved to Peoria together. Mm, that's interesting because I consider us having been family before that. I don't know. That was like the first time where like it was a space that we contemplated together. We picked it out together. That was the first it place was we lived alone. Yeah. Wasn't that was, it? Yeah. Yes. Because we had a roommate in Carbondale when we lived down there when we went to college. Yeah. When we moved in there, I was like, oh, this is, this is great. Which, who's getting pregnant first? I'm ready. That's funny because we didn't get pregnant for a while but I considered us to be family starting when we lived in Carbondale because when we moved to Carbondale is when I listed you as my emergency contact that's a good way of thinking of a family yeah it's just like two people who are really tight and you're tight enough that you're willing to list that person to come get you (laughs) if you're ever involved in an accident I don't know that's not family I don't know what is true yeah um, so we became a family then long before we got married and then we got married and we decided it was time for a baby. Yeah. But I feel like it was before we got married. We just always talked about having a baby. Right. I mean, that was something we talked about when we were deciding like to if we each could other. be together, you know, like hashtag forever (laughs) yeah (laughs) hashtag you're my one and only (laughs) oh yeah um yeah yeah and then we started googling like how do lesbians have children yes and and then we got this interesting thing is yes what comes up is like very not like kind of negative I don't feel like it was negative. It's just the information that's available is not always that helpful if you are not living in a major metropolitan area, which we do not. Um, yeah, it was just kind of like, oh, just run on over to your local fertility clinic. And that we did end up having one in Peoria. Yeah, we got so it was, lucky. It was, there was one in Peoria, and then other than that, like, actual fertility clinics, the nearest would have been Chicago, which which is a three-hour drive, or St. Louis, which is a three-hour drive. I just want to disclose to everybody, like, right away, it turns out you don't even need a fertility clinic to have a baby. Yeah. And we didn't literally learn that until after we had Heath. So, if you only want to listen for a few minutes and you want some good input... Just go to your local OBGYN. (laughs) It turns out they can do... I mean, they don't do IVF, but um, I think what's hard when you're trying to conceive in our situation was that the root of the issue is not that we're infertile. The root of the issue is that we didn't have the, the main ingredient 
you know? Yeah. That sperm. (laughs) Yeah. But going through the fertility clinic is first time, like doing it first time, it was really helpful because we originally were going to use a sperm bank that's located in our state. Won't say which one. Yeah. There's one. (laughs) But there's only (laughs) one. one. So. (laughs) And then we had our, like we were talking to the fertility people and they were like, they were kind of like, no. And they gave us a bunch of pamphlets for other ones that have just a lot more resources and they run like more tests, things like that. Right. Like things that you actually want to know. We ultimately ended up going with Seattle Sperm Bank and they've literally been nothing but perfect. Yeah. In all steps, including like the before, the after, the now. Yeah. Everything like that. Worked out really good. Um, even though the fertility clinic, which, you know, is advertised on their website as being like an LGBTQ friendly space though, still had its definite hangups. People are friendly for sure. I think everywhere at this point, unless you're literally like a caveman, mostly everybody's cordial with you all the time. No, I don't, I'm not talking about that. I was referring to the paperwork. Oh yeah. No, none of it's updated. And the way they talk to you, like a lot of times, like you might very well be the first queer, lesbian, yeah, any kind of person that they're ever meeting in their life. Like we forgot that that happens sometimes. <laughs> and so that yeah. happened a lot. Yeah. And not in a bad way just like uncomfortable yeah like how many times are you having sex a week it's like a question that they yes ask on the paperwork like, and you're like i mean <laughs> i'm willing to disclose but it's also irrelevant like yeah. like you're like sitting in these meetings just like winking at them like what do you want to know yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah and then like on the paperwork you know like how many times is your partner able to finish to completion and like just like yeah. different weird shit on that paperwork? Or just like just a like, lot of times in a lot of different paperwork scenarios, just throughout being like married that's come up and oh, having a yeah. family, it's just like there's never a slot for like two in our circumstance, like two people that identify as like women. Yes, like when I had to go pick up Heath's birth certificate recently. Okay, so long story short, Jessica took my last name, and I went to go get Heath's birth certificate, and so I, this lady gives me a form to fill out, and the form said it was like, it was like parent A slash mother's maiden name, and then it was like parent B was the other option. And so I was like, uh, I guess I'll put Jessica in slot A because you have a maiden name. Rob, I mean, Robinson is my maiden name. Yeah. So I don't have a maiden name. So that's why I put you there. And then this lady like came up and she read my form and I had filled it out wrong. Obviously I had put us in the wrong slots. And then she just like looked at me with this nervous blank stare. And I was just like, listen, I am Heath's birth mother. I am married to my wife, whose maiden name is Barnhill, and we need his birth certificate. <laughs> like, I just had to explain our whole family tree to her because the paperwork was not written in such a way that I could fill it out in a way that made sense. Yeah. And so, like, just going back to, like, the original 
situation it was just always that like never being able to fit into the paperwork mm-hmm. being nervous yeah and you're already nervous knowing. because you're putting you're making yourself vulnerable you're putting yourself out there like hello we are a married couple or just a couple whatever you don't have to be married but we're a couple who wants to start to expand our family and have a baby and we can't and we're relying on you to help us and we don't fit into your paperwork already like it's so hard yeah and just like plan like planning the pregnancy like so much it makes you feel like I'm sure that this is not true but it makes you feel like every time you go there you're like auditioning to be a parent so true like are you good enough to like the earth gods to bless you with a child like you just feel and you go to so many appointments there's so many and you just like sit there and like I remember like the very first few appointments the other weird thing is to find like the financial aspect of it Mm -hmm. because you truly don't know like you have no clue you kind of just have to go in blind because your situation is so well, of course they um, don't. They don't give you a price quote up front either. They're like, it yeah. just depends on what your insurance will cover. However, okay, and we're so we're really lucky to have good yes, insurance. We were lucky that our insurance did help participate. But I called them ahead when we were just starting to get the ball rolling on everything, and I was like, hey, you know, I I don't understand what's going to be covered because in the insurance policy, everything is written for people who are infertile and it's not a fertility problem i'm not infertile i just yeah so we need assistance and so the lady from the insurance company on the phone was like well i don't even remember what she said to me but basically she implied to me that they were not going to ask questions she was like we'll just see these doctor's appointments coming through and if your policy covers it your policy covers it but anyway like so we go in and one of at your very first appointment at the fertility clinic you go in you meet with the doctor and then you meet with the financial person who tells you how much it's going to be essentially yeah but not even really because like their guesses are kind of all wrong right and their guesses are all wrong because they don't know what your insurance will cover and your insurance also yeah. won't tell you what they will and will not cover so basically just like so basically you go in and you get the full sticker price of like hey this is yeah. what it's gonna be and they're like this is your insurance pays for nothing and it's completely in, yeah and then you like feel like it's impossible yeah but you're like trying to like stay optimistic because you want it to work right oh and what we did so we started with IUI which is intrauterine insemination which ended up working for us after four tries but that feels financially very much more feasible than IVF I mean holy crap people who get IVF that's like forty thousand dollars a pop yeah but not knowing like what your insurance pays for Okay, so sperm donors. We got the recommendation from our doctor to use Seattle Sperm Bank, which we did. And we love. Yeah, we do love. They have good customer service. I ordered the wrong kind of sperm once, and I realized it right away. And they were really nice. I called them right away, and they fixed it. They didn't charge me anything extra, even though they said on the internet that they would charge you extra if you messed it up. But And, like, they're very... They're very, like, LGBTQ friendly. Oh, yeah. Like, so 
just even their paperwork like really yeah yeah they did they had it. good paperwork yeah there. they're good <laughs> they get they know who's paperwork funding them. stamp of approval <laughs> yeah yeah we like their paperwork plus there's this really cool thing which i mean obviously i don't think we're gonna get to go this summer but there's like a really cool thing they offer and it's like every they have like an annual picnic i guess mm-hmm. and i think we're gonna go to that one day uh, yeah one day one like day that, that's gonna be so fun i think yeah just to like figure that out okay but it- one of like the most important things to us i would say first like the health history obviously yes, yes. and then like secondly one of the coolest things was just looking at like how they answered questions mm-hmm. that to me was huge like how oh, they answered, yeah. like i didn't want them to be i don't know well, because we boiled it down to the two or three donors who we and then wanted. You paid for like the access yes, pass. You and pay like fifty dollars, you get to look and hear everything about them. Yes, and there was the one guy who was a huge who we were leaning towards the most, who was a huge douchebag. Yeah, his audio recording was just horrible. He literally said in his paper about why he wanted to be a donor, he said that he had excellent genes and he had an excellent physique that an obese woman would be blessed to have because then it would make her child less likely to be fat yeah that was written down and, and we i was like, like what like, the you could have chosen to say anything you could have just been like i like chocolate ice cream and that's why yes or like i don't <laughs> know like my favorite candy is Twizzlers, but he chose to say that, and I was well, just that's like, just what having made a you? God complex and being like, yeah, I have great genes. Let me spread So we were just genes. looking for somebody like with a good personality. Yes. Or not? I'm not. I mean, everybody has a good personality, but it's just like a good person, a good match for our family. Right. It was a good match, and I do think it's interesting. But we had actually we had a different sperm donor than the one we actually. Right, the initial one. We had our... We used three different donors over the course of trying, didn't we? Yeah. Did we? Yeah. I don't remember the third one. Their little play names. There was the one with the curly hair. And then... The one that we used. I honestly can't even remember anymore. I thought that was three, but I believe you. I think there's only two. two. Yeah. On that subject, I guess what irritates me is that... Anybody who, to me, like, I don't know about you, but this happens to me all the time, that people are so comfortable questioning my family and my family structure and how we came to be. Like, when I got pregnant and I would, you know, like, let's say somebody at work or whatever would find out I was pregnant... You know, I feel like I've seen other people... Yeah, they do the original, like, oh my god, congratulations. Like, you go through that spiel. Mm -hmm. But then literally the next thing that follows right after is like, well, how did you do that? Yeah. And it's like, do I really owe you an explanation of how I conceived my child? You know, like, if you are... But, like, on the flip side, like, I... Honestly, I wouldn't say, like, I get irritated. Okay, like, like, kind of a little bit. When I think about it, yeah, I don't feel I irritated in the moment. But when I think about how many times I've been, I've been down that line of questioning, Honestly, it does irritate me. In the moment, I'm just excited that anyone wants to hear about what it's like to live as me and not them. I'm watching their movies all the time. I listen to their music all the time. I watch their love stories. I listen to their stupid jokes. 
you know, like, jokes that are for, or, like, I listen to them say, like, hubby, wifey, I do all their weird stuff, I go to their weddings, and it's just, like, I'm mm-hmm. finally, you guys, you want to hear about what we do? <laughs> like, <laughs> sure, I'll tell you, go on and sit down, I'll buy you a beer if you want to listen to me for 15 <laughs> minutes talk about what it's maybe like in my life. What it's like to try to start. <laughs> yeah non-traditional like I know family. how you did it slow it <laughs> I just <laughs> that's true but that is an assumption yeah and that's the thing that I don't like too is like there's plenty of people <laughs> yeah. who have to use sperm like but on the flip side also irritating because they can just like lie about it right they can pass yeah they just like pass like no one is asking straight people like oh how did you do that right was it natural was it because i think that actually from sitting in the waiting rooms at fertility places oh there's tons you guys are all doing it too i can seriously name at least 10 people off the top of my head right now who i know conceived through iui or ivf yeah, so it's, like, really common. So it's very common. However, when I have seen people who I know went through those processes, you know, I've seen them get congratulated and, you know, you talk baby stuff, and there's no line of questioning about how they conceived. Yeah, like, what sperm did you use? Yeah, nobody is asking those <laughs> yeah. questions, whereas I had to within five minutes of somebody finding out I was pregnant on multiple, multiple occasions explain how I chose a sperm donor and how I felt about his medical history and yeah. like so like geez, how do you feel about your husband's medical history? <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. God. And I feel like I'm starting to finally like now that everything's like done and over and stuff like that it's more like interesting for me to think about heat's like genetic history i actually just recent recently like read a book and it was like talking about genetics one of our one of our friends that's she's like a microbiologist oh no she's into science she's got a phd she's, she's she wears smart. a lab coat <laughs> she wears a white coat <laughs> but she like recommended a book and at first i was like oh god why did I agree to this like the cover looked pretty you know so I was like looking at it and then she was like oh you should read it and I read it and it was so cool like so I feel like now I'm finally in the phase where because it's it's like really vulnerable to have a baby like when it's not like genetically yours yes and so like it is really like vulnerable Situation, but now I'm thinking about how cool it is, like after the fact. Mm-hmm. So at first it was just like hard to like process all of those like emotions and feelings, but now it's to the point where like I'm so excited to like learn about like who he's gonna become and just like where he like came from, mm-hmm. literally biologically. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun and interesting. Yeah, to like know more about yeah, cause like total backstory. Like I don't know anything about science. I don't even think I ever took, like, <laughs> I took meteorology in college. In college. For I your science credit? Yeah, so I don't, I don't know much. So, like, literally reading this book, it was really cool to just, like, learn about how, I don't know. Because I used to think, like, people that just have a baby, like, it just makes them, like, look like you. But it turns out, like, we're actually all really connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, like, different, I don't know. No, they say, uh, what is it? We have... Like, I can't remember the statistic, but 
I don't know, like 70% of our DNA is the same <laughs> as a banana or some shit. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. Yeah. But even for me, like, I know that that is, of course, a huge, I don't want to say challenge, but like, yeah, cause a it's thing. definitely challenging. It's definitely a thing for you to think about that you and Heath are not genetically related. It's so weird because I just like look at him. Well, I think that it's a lot easier. Because, like, my mom was adopted. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when I look at my grandparents, like, I still, to this day, like, when I think about them, like, I think about them being connected to me. Right. Like, I think about, like, what they look like, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I share that future with them. Mm-hmm. Or, like, oh, I do that same thing that my grandpa does. Right. And so, I don't know, like, I don't put the two, like, I don't relate them Yeah. together. It's just, like, cool. It's kind of like picking up a book. And, like, whenever we look at, we're looking at, like, sperm donors, it was just, like, deciding, like, looking at, like, cool traits they might have. Being like, oh, like, that's a, that's an awesome trait. Like, I think we should add that trait to our family. Hmm. That's interesting, because I did not think about it that way at all. Really? Yeah, I was, like, looking at just, like, traits that I thought would work out really well Mm -hmm. with our personalities. Mm -hmm. Because they list, like, they list everything. It's really cool, honestly. Like, they'll put all of this person's, like, aunts, uncles, siblings, all of that. Like, they talk about, like, their family. And I'm sure, I don't know, like, how much of this is, like, cross-checked. It's just from their perspective. But they'll even say, like, how easygoing they are as a person. Mm -hmm. Like, people in their family. So you can kind of, like, start to, like, look around. Yeah. I would say for me, that was something... That was weird or different to think about because as I went through my pregnancy, it's just, it was just kind of strange to think about how half of Heath genetically yeah, you did was bring that up a just lot. like a, a stranger, you know, that's yeah. very, that's made me feel very vulnerable. And who I even guess. knows? Like this stuff is not regulated. Right. Like, None of this like is regulated. Exactly. Like you don't know. Like, you don't know. Yeah. It's not reg like like you this were is... just saying, they list their medical history through their cousins and grandmas and all that crap, but And I think about like think about like everybody in your everyday life. Like we are all to the point we can realize like everyone's just a human. Mm-hmm. Think about how many like human are they really getting checked for the things that there's... I mean, I'm not... I feel like I'm... I'm being crazy, like, paranoid. But I'm just saying, like... But you have really a right isn't. to be paranoid because it's your child. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And you spend so much money on it. You spend so much money yeah. on it. You start looking at this kid and you're like... You're the best thing I've ever owned. <laughs> I know. I'm like... <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm glad that we took a little break to sit on everything we just talked. I think we never really processed. Yeah, I guess we hadn't processed it. We had to take a break from recording and... Just have some fun. Rearrange the furniture. Yeah. Went for a walk. We moved. Made dinner, gave the baby a bath. Put him to sleep. Watched a couple episodes of American Horror Story. Yeah. And now we're here to wrap things up. And it gave us some time to think about maybe, like, what we'll talk about next time, which, I don't know. I don't know if we actually settled on anything or... 
No. Connor, what do you? We 100% did not. So I didn't think about it. Not one for bit. For sure. Tell us if there's anything you want us to elaborate on or. Yeah. Yeah. You can so email us. you have any us. Fun jokes you want to send us. Yeah. You can, you can email us at modernmidwesternmoms at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram also at modern Midwestern Moms. Or you can leave us, I just figured this out, you can leave us a voicemail on the Anchor app if you consume your podcast through Anchor. Nobody. Get the Anchor app. I don't know anybody who has it, but I also haven't asked anybody. Hey, so maybe everybody has it and we just don't know about it because we're just not that modern. Hey, (laughs) there it is. Closure. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. See ya. Bye now. Bye-bye.